1: The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky Athletics and your next move.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
4: From the Mountaineering Club, high atop Graduate Seattle. Both arms up, touchdown, Washington. This is the Husky Football Coaches Show on the
5: Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Attacking and explosive is what I'd like to really think we're going to be.
4: The Husky Football Coaches Show is brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football, and your next move. Now, alongside coach Kalen DeBoer, here's the voice of the Huskies, Tony
1: Castricone. All right. It's time for the Oregon Week edition of the Husky Football Coaches Show. Live from the Mountaineering Club, the 16th floor of the Graduate Hotel Seattle in the U District. Tony Castricone and head coach Kalen DeBoers. The dogs are coming off a, a big come from behind win on a Friday night with crazy weather against Oregon State uh, to get to 7-2 and two on the year and set up a big time ranked versus ranked showdown uh, at 4 PM at Autzen Stadium on Saturday. Coach, it's got to feel great to be 7-2. and two. It's got to be feel great to be coming off this week. Win against Oregon State, which was as hard fought a win as we've probably had in your time here.
5: Yeah, no question. Uh, it was still early in, uh, <clears throat> you know, my time here, but uh, it, was, it was a big win, um, you know, a 6-2 and two team that's been playing well in Oregon State, coming in and, um, you know, went back and forth and couldn't get over the hump for uh, quite a few quarters, but we found a way at the very end. Proud of the guys and their resiliency and just, uh, you know, we kept playing. And, uh, you know, Oregon State, brought a different style of offense and uh really really sound and and uh, complete defense um physical you know great coverage uh in the secondary and so um we certainly had to work for it um and, you know you learn a lot about your team and you learn a lot about yourself when you're playing in games like that and uh i think we uh you know just added another way and how we can win you know we've had games where we've jumped to fast starts and We've had games, uh, you know, where we've started a little bit slower, but got it going there in the second, and third quarter. And this one, you know, it was just kind of back and forth. And we found a, you know, found that momentum there uh, at the end of the game uh, with some big time uh, stops and drives uh, to finish.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to diving in uh, on the Oregon State game, a 24-21 win for the Huskies uh, on Friday night. We'll ask Coach about that coming up in a little bit when we continue from the Graduate Hotel. Uh, And, hey, make sure if you're in town for the next home game against Colorado on November 19th, you got to visit Graduate Seattle. It's a handcrafted hotel right in the heart of U District. From the panoramic views of our rooftop bar to our pet-friendly art deco digs, Graduate Seattle is the smartest place to stay for Husky fans. Check us out online, Graduate Hotels. Dot com. And, and, Coach, it's also a little romantic here. Now, the sun has gone down. You kind of get the nighttime vibes. It's a really cool and different environment than what we had earlier this season when the sun was still up. So, uh, it's, it's a great vibe, a great place to be.
5: I don't know about using the word romantic <laughs> on a football show, but, uh, yeah, it, it is a co- pretty cool setting. So, yeah. yeah, great views, yeah, for
1: sure. Absolutely. All right, we got more coming up with uh, Coach DeBoer when we continue in a moment live from the Graduate Hotel on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
6: Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists. A proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game.
1: In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington Faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017.
4: This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
7: Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus, a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, 10 big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly.
8: It's time to bring the big game to your backyard. With battery power made by Steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real Steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP.
1: He'll motion Cam Davis into the backfield. Now all the way wide to the left. Snap to Penix. He throws to Davis. He dives and catches the football at the 15-yard line. It was thrown ahead at number 22, and he lays out like Superman to catch the football and get the conversion. It's going to be a first and 10 for the Dogs at the OSU 15. What? A catch. <laughs> oh, that was incredible. Cam Davis comes through with the air van move of the game brought to you by air van moving the official mover of husky football and your next move third and six at the osu 21 and coach you're trying to get down to the point where you can score with no time left to be able to solidify this win but this is a big time conversion you already had a couple others in this drive on third down and cam davis with maybe the catch of the year for the huskies to move the sticks
5: yeah um you know, it, it, it would had to probably kick it from right where we were at. It was on the edge of the distance, given the wind conditions and all that. So, um, CD, and, you know, I wasn't sure when he caught it because it was on the other sideline. You know, it, it, they always seem to find a way to touch the ground, right? You yeah. Know, the ball does. And so you're, like, trying to figure out, okay, should we tempo to try to not give replay a chance? And, you know, we want to use the clock. Uh, um, and then, you know, kind of sound the scoreboard on a quick replay. That uh, CD had got his hands underneath and rolled over um, exactly how you coach it and teach it. Um, just really instinctual on that, and what a great catch! Uh, you know, talked to him uh, after the after uh, really it was all over the hoopla, and he uh, said, you know, there was one earlier he kind of got got on the ground and uh, he had to make up for it. And I go, you were really thinking about that when? The, <laughs> yeah, when the, you know, I don't think so. But uh, man, it's just uh, you know, ultimate comp- competing uh, when it came to that play and. And uh, just, you know, never giving up on the ball. I don't know if it drifted upfield a little bit. But, uh, you know, man, he made an awesome catch.
1: Unreal. Uh, This is the Husky Football Coaches Show with Kalen DeBoer, uh, coming off a 24 to 21 win over Oregon State. And that Cam Davis catch set up Peyton Henry for the game-winning field goal with 12 seconds to go. Uh, Peyton ends up the Pac-12 Special Teams Player of the Week, rightfully so as he gets a, a game-winning kick to, to get a, a win in a couple of evenly matched teams, both 6-2, and two, a lot on the line, kind of an elimination game for mm-hmm. Pac-12 title contention. And, and Peyton comes through in an amazing way. And I just think he's been so unbelievably solid coach. I, I know I mentioned this earlier this year, but 88 of 89 on kicks inside of 45 yards since the start of last season. That that is so unbelievably consistent that I just haven't
5: even heard of such a thing. Yeah, and you see it every day in practice. And uh, you know, we put him in different spots, and I feel like I really got an understanding of when he's at his best and what distances, what hash, you know, and all those type of things. And so, um, a tribute to him. And you know, there's a there's the three-headed monster that uh, is involved with that, right? Mm -hmm. Jaden Green and. And uh, in that case, it was Dylan Morris, you know, and uh, Jack McAllister also does a lot of holding. So mm-hmm. um, the execution of that, uh, Oregon State had shown a lot of pressure and a lot of opportunities in past film to where they've gotten some great push up front. And so that was anything but a gimme, and we need to have great execution to get that kickoff and get it up. And that's what Peyton did such a good job. He got the ball up right away so that way uh, any jumpers or any push and surge up front, you know, um, wasn't going to be a chance where they could get their hands on the ball. Let's go back to the start of this drive.
1: This is a drive Husky fans will remember for a long, long time. Tie ball game, you've been behind for most of this contest against Oregon State. You keep fighting your way back to pull even. But now you've got four and a half minutes left, and the ball is at your own three-yard line. And that's dangerous territory. You make a mistake back there, and, and you lose the ball game. But you're thinking to yourself, four and a half minutes we know how to get down the field and just completely take up this whole clock what's what what's your message going into a drive like that with so much on the line
5: well these are the times when we've talked from day one about our one and oh mindset and uh you know just you can't worry about going 95 or 97 yards you got to worry about getting the first two to three to get yourselves out of the end zone Mm -hmm. so that way there's no risk of a safety You know, or anything like that, where uh, you know you lose the game on that. You know, two points. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, one play at a time. You get yourself a couple yards to work with, and then uh, you know, we another screen and just trying to get that first first down. And uh, you know, because we're into the wind. So if we have to punt, even if we have enough room to punt from our end zone, it's not going to go. I mean, they're going to have field position probably inside our Mm thirty-five. You know, um, just realistically and. You know, there's a lot of time on the clock. And so um, we weren't worried about necessarily having enough time to go down the field and score. It was just a matter of getting it out of our own end zone. At the very minimum, you got to flip the field, you know, and there's a lot of great programs and coaches I've seen over the years where, you know, they're just trying to get their teams. And these are strong offenses Uh, in the scheme of the big of the game, you're just trying to get two first downs and flip the field with a punt. Well, a punt into the wind probably wasn't going to flip the field. Yeah. We knew we needed to win the game, and so the guys dug deep, and Coach Grubb made some great calls on some third downs, you know, a tight end delay to uh, Devin Culp. He executes, and a couple plays later, and uh, I think there was maybe a pass interference in there as well on uh, Jalen McMillan when uh, we threw it to him. So um, just one play at a time, just plucking away. Um, The first couple minutes went really fast. I don't know if you saw that. And, you know, we're midfield – or, no, we're 30, 40-yard line, and – It's under three for sure, and uh, that was when I actually felt comfortable that there was no way unless we made a major mistake that you're going to lose the game. Now it's just a matter of you're winning the game, you know, and um, I loved what Coach Grubb did there, being really patient. He made sure that we were taking care of it, um, running good, solid, consistent plays, but uh, there came a point where he kind of put the pedal down and got more aggressive too.
1: Jalen Polk had his, uh, his moment in the spotlight against Michigan State, six catches, a buck 53, three touchdowns and has kind of statistically maybe been a little bit quiet since then. He had a career high seven catches in this game. And and they weren't always big chunk plays or anything like that. But one of them was a huge third down conversion on this drive. And I thought JP was really sure handed on a day where it's tough to catch a football.
5: Yeah, I think it was the one over the middle, right? Yeah, He had a ball over the middle. And I actually noticed that watching film too. Um, He had to reach over to his right. He was squared up with uh, Penix. And uh, one of our routes that we ran, and uh, he's not the first. He's really the third guy in the progression. Mm. And uh, against the zone, um, he just sat down in the right spot. Um, Mike threw the ball away from the nearest defender. And JP, anticipating that, reached high and away and um, really snagged it strong. And then uh, caught it first, turned around, ball security, you know charged his head for some more yards. So uh, very sound play. Um, And you're right, that was a a huge one in that drive.
1: You know, we we talked a lot about what we expect the conditions to be like going into the game. We don't always revisit the conditions afterwards. You kind of just think, mm-hmm. hey, we won. Let's move on. What What kind of effect did the wind have on this game?
5: I think especially in the kicking game, right? Yeah. Um, I think there was maybe, um, th- I think it depending on which way you were throwing it, throwing it to their sideline, I think the ball flew just fine. I don't care if you're going into the wind with the wind. Kind of throwing it that way, it seemed fine in the first three quarters. And it switched directions came more out of the southwest in the fourth quarter after the uh, delay with the lights and uh, then it was more throwing it to our sideline uh, it seemed like it was just more clean more of a you know it stayed tight spiral the ball definitely moved um, you saw that with a few drops that we had where you just got to keep your eye on the ball a little bit longer it moves maybe just a couple inches and mm-hmm. obviously we, we fumbled the snap on a punt too where yeah. the ball is kind of moving a little bit or we're nervous about it moving so um, just uh, you know I think that was the biggest impact was the kicking game. Um, Other than that, uh, a play here or there, maybe one time uh, when Mike was throwing on the run a little bit and you don't have your feet underneath you, you know, maybe uh, um, got away from him a little bit. Uh, A play or two, you know, in the fourth quarter there, I thought he kind of just left it out there, trying to throw with a little touch and you just got to rip it in there uh, when you have those type of conditions.
1: It just created an aura at the stadium that was a little spooky like coming off a of Halloween ride. I mean, the wind being what it was, I had to go visit somebody in the upper deck, and I felt kind of like Doc Brown in Back to the Future with the wind blowing, and you got your way up there. It was strange. But the blackout then for 30 minutes makes it even stranger. And yet, you know, these are the kind of things that you have to find a way to make as normal as possible stay mentally sharp because you go through a 30-minute delay both teams have to go through it the game just got tied up and now all of a sudden you're starting a new 11-minute game that's going to decide the winner of this contest so what what did you have from a mentality standpoint to get you through that 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 weird delay i
5: think uh going back to one of the best throws mike had i thought was uh the fourth down and ten you know, uh, to our sideline. That would have been kind of one that was going into the wind, mm-hmm. uh, hitting Jalen and, and threw it right in the money. But in the fourth quarter there, after the delay, um, you know, we just fought so hard. Uh, and we were so close, I thought, uh, in the third quarter of really flipping the momentum, um, a big stop. Uh, we had the face mask call on third down and 15. When we were on defense, and I thought, you know, we get that. We get the ball after that. Yeah. Um, you know, they punt into the wind at that time. Um, We could be going up 21-14 ourselves. Instead, they extend the drive because of the penalty, and we fall down by seven. But we had fought so hard to get back into the game, make it 21-21. I didn't want us to lose sight before we went back out there for warm-ups, you know, mentally of, like, how we had been grinding. It wasn't pretty all the time, but it wasn't perfect. But we had been grinding. We had been trying to be – Solution-oriented and making sure we fixed our problems and we're better the next time we got out there. Whether it was offense, defense, special teams, and uh, the want-to was just uh, on a, on another level. And so um, I just wanted to make sure in those last 11 minutes, you know, we realized what was at stake, and you know, you'd hate to walk away uh, on the wrong end of that one.
1: You brought up the penalties. They only scored two offensive touchdowns in the game, and both of those touchdowns came on drives that were extended on third down penalties yeah. that you could make an argument watching the tape it wasn't the penalty that 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 forced the stop right so I mean th- those are frustrating calls to have to endure and allow drives to continue how how have you how have you handled the fact that you know nine penalties in back-to-back weeks now with with just trying to talk this team about staying disciplined? those situations?
5: yeah I mean you, you can't have that you know and um, it's very rare to have uh, – there's things we can clean up. And we were, we've were we been doing a really good job until really Cal, you know, uh, with the penalties. And um, there it it was maybe a game or two early, early in the season where we had seven or so. But, uh, you know, just that I think it's the timing of them as much as anything yeah. that really hurt us. And so, um, you know, we just got to be smarter. You know, there was a penalty at the very end. We got them on the one-yard line. And uh, really um, – I mean, you know, if you really watch and see everything, um, the penalty could go either way. You know, and that's what we talk to our guys is, don't live in that gray area where you're giving the official a chance to determine which side the penalty is going to go against. And that probably had happened about three times, you know, just in that game alone. So um, we got to do a better job. We got to be more—I don't want to say disciplined. We just got to be sharper. You know, um, when you come around the edge, you got to make sure you tackle the quarterback low enough and in your hands are in the right spot to where you don't catch a face mask. Yeah. You know, I know they're going to move on you. And I get that's harder than it is to just sit here and talk about it. So um, and uh, we just got to be sharp with our technique and, um, you know, not hit a receiver right before the ball gets to him to get a P.I., you know. So um, we just got it. We got to be better. We want to win this this Saturday. Um, that's certainly an area we got to be better at.
1: Wanted to ask about, um, you know, Cam Davis, we talked about how well he played in this game. He's been kind of your goal line back in a lot of situations this year. In this game, uh, leading rusher, five receptions, but it was Wayne Talapapa down at the goal line that was able to knife through a couple of times and get the touchdowns. Uh, What are you thinking about um, from a personnel standpoint in these goal line situations? Uh, I I know you trust both guys plenty.
5: Yeah, I think it's, um, I think, you know, as the season goes on, you find that uh, both guys are guys that can find the end zone. Originally going into the season, we felt like Wayne was that guy, you know, and he's, we still feel very confident in uh, in him in um, him finding his in in the end zone. And he, uh, I thought on his, two, his touchdowns, man, he did a great job. You know, he didn't let his knee come down on the one. He made two defenders miss around the four yard line, and uh, knifed vertically and and uh, leapt across the end zone. And uh, the other one was a power play to the left, and um, um, you know, spun off a tackle or two and um, C.D.'s gotten those opportunities, I think, in earlier games. And so it's more about just kind of the sequence of, you know, the rotation of who's in there. Yeah. But we feel comf- comfortable with those two. We feel comfortable with other guys uh, in the running back room as well.
1: Huskies defeat Oregon State 24-21 to to get to 7-2 and on the year. Next up, the Oregon Ducks. We'll talk about what's ahead at Autzen Stadium this weekend when the Husky football coaches show live from the Graduate Hotels Mountaineering Club continues in a moment. That's after this from Coors Light.
9: Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. Off Off-duty, offline, out of office. A cracked Coors Light is our do-not-disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9-5, to but worry about the 4th-and-1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light. Mountain-cold refreshments. Made to chill. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
2: Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf RootZone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965.
4: This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
6: Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the
1: game. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington Faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. Welcome back to the Husky Football Coaches Show, live from the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of Graduate Seattle in the U District, along with uh, Head Coach Kalen DeBoer here, and we'll be joined by uh, Tuli Latuli Nasanoa at the bottom of the hour. Man, maybe it's just because I got you in front of me. I messed up your name for the first time in, like, five (laughs) years. I practiced that thing so much, and... (laughs) all right well hey coach let's talk about oregon we're we're going down to Austin stadium where they've got a 23 game winning streak at home that's the third longest in all of college football they play well in that stadium i know it's going to be in an an intense atmosphere if if for no other reason just because it's a great rivalry washington and oregon and this is your first opportunity to be a part of it
5: yeah no question it's gonna be a lot of fun uh you know um i think there's a, enough documented uh as far as what the rivalry means to our side and their side uh, and uh you know it's going to be a great game you got to, uh, two teams that are really uh you know fighting hard for for uh you know a, a great finish to the season so um you know we uh we've had a great week of practice and we're excited to get down there and and uh, be tested once again. You said at your press
1: conference earlier this week that you haven't done a single speaking engagement without people saying, hey, what about the Ducks, right? I mean, you you really are starting to understand this rivalry. Can you tell yet, uh, is there something about it Yet, that that you've picked up on that's maybe different from some of the other rivalries that you've coached in throughout your career you've been a part of, of many at, at a lot of different places
5: yeah I was saying every one of them would probably be a little extreme right but right. Uh, that every uh, engagement I'm at but between uh, playing Oregon and playing uh, in the Apple Cup you mm-hmm. know uh, that's that's the common question every week and or every opportunity I'm at uh, um, I, I don't you know I'm still learning a lot about it I've, mm-hmm. I've gone through and tried to figure out you uh, You know, remember the scores and remember. I kind of know who is the key players in those teams now. Having been here for almost a year, yeah. Um, And hear some of the stories, but uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. You know, excited to be part of it and write our story, Um, not just for the 2022 Huskies, but uh, you know, for our uh, you know our part in this uh, rivalry and uh, getting this uh, on our side.
1: Absolutely, I think uh, the things that will happen Saturday at 4 p.m. will be remembered and replayed for a long, long time. And, and that's what I think guys get really excited about, the opportunity to play in situations like that. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a tough challenge. Oregon's ranked sixth in the country. They, they look like a completely different team from they did week one. They have been unreal since week two. What stands out to you on tape about how they've gone out and executed and, and turned their season around?
5: Well, I think offensively they're just so balanced. You know, and I think when you have a quarterback, um, you know, as we have as well, um, a quarterback that uh, you know can lead the charge and is just consistent week in and week out. It's a playmaker. Um, you know that, that puts a lot of pressure on you, and uh, he can do a lot of things—not just with his arm, but his legs. And uh, they got a great offensive line that uh, is just, you know, grinding out yards. And once their backs get out in space, um, you know that people have had trouble getting them down. So um, I think the balance offensively is one thing. I think defensively, then, uh, you know, they're just—they've been consistent. You know. Um, uh and you know it'd be interesting matchups for both sides of our ball you know, or both sides of the ball for us because you know defensively we have a challenge against one of the top offenses in the country and you know offensively um you know uh we got to match that you know as far as uh you know comp- the, the, the the fine line of trying to keep their offense off the field which is what they're going to be trying to do to us right but also making sure you're putting points on the board and playing your game You've coached
1: in national championship games before and, and all sorts of really big contests. When, when it comes to a really big game, what do you think flips the difference as to you know uh, the, the difference in that really fine line between winning and losing?
5: Yeah, it's usually um, you know something to do with a uh, combination of uh, who plays better up front, offensive line, defensive line, um, who doesn't turn the ball over or wins the turnover battle. Um, The team that believes in what they do, uh, you know, and can just go into a game playing their style, uh, offensively, defensively, not having to try to come up and and don't get me wrong, like big plays or gimmick plays or things like that can certainly impact the game. But you just, I'm talking about play in and play out, just believing in what you've done all year and being able to put that out on the football field uh, and execute and trust that uh, that's going to get it done. So, um, you know, there's uh, the big game momentum swings that happen. And I think the team that really stays the course through those and gets the momentum back on their side quicker uh, is usually the teams in big games that uh, finds a way to win when they're two evenly matched teams. They have only allowed one sack all season long.
1: Uh, that's hard to believe through nine games that, that leads the nation in that category. Meanwhile, we're one of the better teams in the Pac-12 and in the country getting after the quarterback. I just find that to be a really compelling matchup. You, you talk about the line of scrimmage and, and both offensive and defensive lines. I, I think their front five versus our front four, and whether or not we dial up some blitz packages, I, I think that's going to be a, a really fun matchup to watch. What do you think?
5: Yeah, they do a good job of staying ahead of the chains because of a you know consistent efficiency, whether it be running the football, being ahead of the chains, or you know high percentage completion. I think you know seventy. 73. 73%. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, those two things right there get you in spots to where you're not vulnerable, and defenses can pin their ears back. And, you know, a solid offensive line and a quarterback that's uh, got some experience, you know, that's why you see um, them staying relatively clean, and, and uh, he can also scramble and get away when you do get to pressure on him. Seems like defensively
1: um, they've got some – Some big-time players, uh, and and they're pretty good at getting after the quarterback in different situations. What what stands out about Oregon's defense to you?
5: Very multiple, you know, show a lot of different things, uh, come at it in different ways. uh, You know, they're trying to get their matchups and their players, uh, you know, that uh, can really finish plays off and um, trying to get them in the right spots to, to go execute how about special teams
1: it always seems like in in big close games something in the special teams world could end up flipping this thing one way or the other yeah no
5: question um and that's something you know we always focus on and you talked about national championship games i know those big games i mean we won three national championships way back in the day and all three of them had special teams touchdowns you know and uh other championships been a part of block extra points i mean those are the pillars that um you know that are Kind of just out there that happened that uh, you know that you know you you don't think of because you think offense and defense but like you said those special teams plays are the big ones uh, that sway a game many times.
1: You've said I don't know how many times you've talked about the middle eight and uh, one of the things that I noticed reading through Oregon's notes is they actually have counted the stat that they lead the nation in, in scoring margin in the middle eight. They're plus nine points per game in the middle eight. And so it seems like it's a team that plays well at that critical critical juncture of the ball game. Uh, what what stands out to you about uh, a team that does well during that time?
5: Yeah, I think um, it's a mindset, right? And so it's something that you you believe in. And uh, I hadn't actually seen that stat, so uh, got to make sure that's a great challenge for us, you know. Yeah. Um, so um, you know that's that's something we I know we believe in, and uh, those momentum swings. And so. Um, going, to, you know, into the locker room and coming out. And, you know, to me, coming out of the locker room happens twice, right? Beginning of the game at halftime, second yeah. half. And so, um, you know, that that's uh, that's a huge piece of what we do and trying to finish teams off. You know, we don't necessarily always finish them off, but you get the big momentum going in your way, uh, you know, through the third quarter and extend that in the fourth quarter when you, can, when you can win those final four minutes. You know, we didn't do that against Oregon State, and we still overcame. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually lost the middle eight uh, yeah. this last week.
1: Um, you, you'd mentioned the word gadget plays earlier, and you know we've seen some real creativity out of Oregon. I mean, opening kickoff of a second half against UCLA being a surprise onside kick. We saw uh, a handful of trick plays last week against Colorado. When a team puts that much on tape of, of things to be ready for, how how do you try to stay disciplined on on every play?
5: Yeah, it, it slows you down, right? It slows down pursuit because you know that uh, that. That that's the style that they have, and um, you know we, kind of got our own little wrinkles and ways of uh, slowing down with misdirection and mm-hmm. throwbacks and all that kind of stuff too. So, um, you know you just you got to have those if you want to be a complete offense. You got to have the ways of slowing down the pursuit. And the, the hard part is is you know those are the ones you practice uh, those trick plays, but. You know, those are probably not the ones you're going to see, you know, (laughs) because we've already seen them, right? I mean, it doesn't mean that you don't call. I've had some trick plays you call four or five times in a season, just because you can really disguise them, and and maybe they're not exactly the same, but they're very similar, so. Um, you got to be ready for anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got Tule Latuli Nasano who's going to join us here at the bottom of the hour. Your defense has played probably it's back to back, it's two best Pac 12 games so far this mm-hmm. year. How confident are you feeling in this defense with the challenge they've got against a, a really good Organo?
5: Yeah, I'd agree with you. You know, and it's been different styles of offense we've seen, but uh, we got challenged in, against a team that just prides themselves being physical downhill run game and uh, you know it's a different style than maybe the zone reads and, and things like that we saw earlier in the year or even from Cal. Um, so starts with guys like this right here you know with Tooley and he's played uh, he's just played so strong here um, the last couple of weeks this last week in general I just think he really held it, uh, held it down for us and um, kept guys uh, off of getting to our linebackers more than ever before and um, keeps getting better and uh, man, it's just, this guy's uh, pretty special to uh, our success. So he knows he's got a challenge along with uh, the rest of our football team, but uh, I know he's up for it. Can't yeah, wait.
1: I, I know he is too. He's been around for a long time. He's been a dog for five years now, and we are excited to talk to Tuli Latuli Nasanoa coming up here in just a moment. Hey, make sure you download the Go Huskies mobile app presented by Wafed Bank to access mobile ticketing, audio streaming, all-team access, score schedules, breaking news, and – try our all-new purple and gold picking game to put your football predictions to the test. Number 91 joins us and we continue in a moment live from the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the Graduate Seattle. This is Husky football from Learfield.
3: For over 60 years UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care.
7: Brown Family Vineyards is a proud partner of University of Washington Athletics. Founded by Husky grad Andrew Brown, this family-owned winery is committed to world-class production with its roots in Walla Walla, the heart of Washington wine country. With more than 100 critical scores of 90-plus points, every decision made from the vineyard to the bottle reflects a commitment to premium Washington State wine of exceptional quality and assures seller-worthy vintages that stand the test of time. Stop by one of Brown's tasting rooms in downtown Walla Walla, Seattle's historic Pioneer Square, or Tacoma's Proctor District now through the end of September
4: and mention Husky Athletics to receive a complimentary flight with any purchase of a full price one. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
2: Hello Dog fans, AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965.
1: In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017.
4: This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
1: Welcome back to the Husky Football Coaches Show live from the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the Graduate Seattle. Got the Huskies getting ready to go to Oregon coming up this weekend, and we're now joined by big number 91, Tule Latule Nasanoa, a fifth-year junior for these Huskies. Got that bonus year uh, in 2020, and so uh, still a junior eligibility-wise, but in his fifth year he's been around here for a long time. And, and Tule, I think you even traveled as a true freshman in 2018. So you've been to Autzen Stadium before, haven't you? Yes, I have. What, what was that experience like the first time you were around
10: there? Um, probably the craziest experience um, so far, as in the away game. Um, really, man, I couldn't even hear the guy right next to me. So, as a <laughs> freshman, I knew I wasn't going to play, but it just like you know, just taking that all in, it was just crazy. Well, Tuli,
1: thanks for coming out tonight. Glad you're here, and um, you know, I, I know that you're from Southern California. And uh, you, know, you got offers from all over the country, USC, UCLA, Notre Dame, when you were coming out of high school. You'd originally committed to SC. You flipped and went to Washington. What went into the decision to be a dog first time around?
10: Just to clear that up, I'm from Northern California. Oh, Northern California, <laughs> nah, my nah, bad. Nah, yeah, probably, nah, nah. Yeah. Concord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, Northern so that's California. Northern California. See, I'm still learning my <laughs> California right. geography. That's right. No, okay. that's all good. Just had to clear that up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. you ask that question one more time? No, please?
1: so what made you become a dog? What was it that made you want to be a Washington Husky?
10: Oh, off tops, the, uh, my teammates. Um, mm-hmm. Just like the culture they already had with Coach Pete. It was um, something that I knew I wanted to be a part of. And, uh yeah, just honestly them, like, making me feel at home right when I'm on a visit, you know what I mean, which is pretty hard to do. Yeah. And I see Coach DeBoer doing that same thing, so that's something that uh, as, a, as a kid coming out of uh, high school you definitely want. So, yeah. What was it like to move from California
1: up here and be a freshman here on campus? You, you step into a 2018 team that was a really good football team. What was it like to kind of, like, walk into the
10: program at that time? Man, it was like I was going to school, man, Uh, having those great guys ahead of me, uh, guys like Greg Gaines, um, Jalen Johnson, who's a part of the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Just great guys really to look up to not only on the field but off the field, you know what I mean? So. Really, really, um, just honestly, just taking my no- notebook to uh, to the stadium and just hearing everything they they got to say and just taking it all in. So yeah,
1: were were those the two guys maybe that that took you under the wing the most, Greg and and Jalen, and and what were the ways that they kind of led you in those early days?
10: I'm really just leading my example, you know what I mean? Uh, just showing showing me the ropes, uh, how to how to go about your business, you know what I mean? And uh, really take care of your body. So that was probably one of the main things I really learned from those guys and just trying to pour everything back into the pro, uh, the program. So, yeah. I guess you're still learning from Jalen, right? I right. mean, he's on
1: the staff, right? Yes. Well, what's it like for him to now be in that different kind of role? I,
10: yeah, at first it was pretty weird. Um, <laughs> honestly, uh, going from uh, what's good, uh, Jay, to um, what's up Coach Johnson, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, he deserves that, honestly. Uh, if, out of everybody I've had a teammate with, I feel like he definitely deserves this opportunity, and um, he's been taking the full advantage of it. And I've been learning a lot from him still. So yeah, yeah.
1: I, I like Coach Johnson. Coach, what could you tell me about Coach Johnson? He's always been one of those really personable guys, uh, easy to talk to, um, and just kind of the, the impact that he's making on this team.
5: Yeah, you know, he's one of the one of the residential uh, you know historians. You know, you you need something to learn about the program. Um, he's one of those guys you can count on to bring it. But uh, he just cares so much just like all the other alumni that have been through here, and, uh, especially because his teams that he was a part of had a lot of success. And, uh, you know, I think he's passing that on to Tuli, to, to and, and, and Thule is part of that. So, like, yeah. you know, he's passing that on to our guys that are newer in the program you know, that haven't been to a conference championship or any of those. And, uh, you know, when we do things, like you count on guys like Tuli to, you know, a lot of times, it's by example, but it's like, you know, I think he sets guys right, you know, and yeah. says, "No, this is this is how you got to do it in order to uh, truly win and truly be great." I was asking um, some some other guys on the
1: defense a little bit about you, just kind of coming in, and one of the things that I kind of heard over and over was, you know, you have kind of a kind of a quiet and, and confident demeanor. You're, you're not one of the most outspoken guys on the team, but like when you get between those lines, there's a switch. Like, that, that you could just, like, turn it on uh, in games on
10: the field. Like, is is that a pretty accurate description? And tell me what that's like. Uh, that's definitely how you could describe me, for sure. Um, off the field, I'm pretty calm, pretty cool to be around. Um, but I don't know what it is. Right when I step on that green, it's, <laughs> it's like a different person, to be honest. So.
5: I, I, I will definitely second, get, second that because <laughs> everything you just said about Thule, I mean, quiet, just, like, easy going, you know, have a good conversation. Man, he's like a different guy, you know, when he gets on the football field, just especially against the opponents. But even in practice, just the intensity. I remember having him pull him away one time uh, early on, right? You, you know, this fall, uh, he, was just, he was hot, you know, and uh, he was going out there and he was going to play ball and take it out uh, with his pads. You know, that's the part I guess I love about him is, He's going to do it, uh, you know, the way you're supposed to do it, and that's talking with your pads.
1: Well, even, you know, we're in a commercial break. We throw the headset on him. I'm like, can you spell your name so I can get a little mic test? Is like, you know, T-U-L. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I watch these videos that they put together after the game of like right in the middle of the huddle. They've got a low camera looking up, and here's Thule just – Talk to everybody, screaming, ready to go, ready to hit somebody. Um, I I love the energy that you play with. You're you're playing really well this year. It it seems like you're confident now in your fifth year in this program. Um, What what's your comfort level now that you've been around so long? And do you feel like you're playing the best ball of your career at this point?
10: I'll say I probably am playing the best ball of my career, but obviously I've still got a lot of work to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't really focus on that type of things. If you like go back to like every time I get asked these type of questions, I always just know I could always improve on things. And those yeah. are the honestly the things that really just stick in my head, and uh, just know I just got to keep working. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Understood. One and no mindset, right? I mean, just always trying to be in the moment. And always trying to have a growth mindset as well. I know is a big deal. What's your
10: favorite moment as a Husky? Um, probably f- I'm gonna just go off of this year so far. Probably Michigan State. Honestly, you could yeah. just see the turn in the team. Um, everybody just really bought in right after that. You just, man, it's just something that you really can't describe. You know, you know what I mean? You really got to be there to really take in that that moment because it was real you know what I mean like especially coming off of last season not really going to harp on that but just we just felt like all the hard work that we put in on the off season. you know getting with coach DeBoer's staff and really just trying to get everything right you know what I mean, mm-hmm. for this season so I've said like that's probably one of the best moments but trying to create more so yeah, yeah for sure
1: that was a, a euphoric night on Montlake you know uh coming off a tough season, whole new reset, got new players coming in, got new coaches coming in, and you're playing the number 11 team in the country and you're up 22 nothing. Like, what what was it like? I'll tell you what, there were some third downs. I don't think I've ever heard a louder stadium. What, what was it like to be on
10: the ground in a game like that? Great energy. Man, everything was just – it was live, you know what I mean? Um, my whole thing about that, you could just – See like the passion that your your teammates were playing with and you just want to match that or like exceed that So that was my whole main thing was just trying to make sure I come out with my energy that I know I I can bring and yeah So yeah, I love that. I asked him
1: about his favorite moment as a husky and he goes to a team moment Mm. He doesn't say interception on the road at Arizona his his first career interception last year to really help swing that game. Dogs were down by 9. Arizona was driving. Big 91 puts his mitts up, comes up with an interception that totally turns the tide and Washington comes back to win that game 21 to 16. Had you ever had an interception before that in your anywhere in pee wee football anytime? No, no. <laughs> first interception of your life basically. Yeah,
10: for sure. 100%. Wow, what was that moment like? Um, another surreal moment um, just knowing how big it was in that game Um, but uh, honestly I just really can't stop looking at my hands after I was like man I really got that thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man well you brought up Greg Gaines earlier and I I remember he had a pick against Stanford in 2018 and he said it was the first pick of his life, and he was running around like he just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, yes, I was there for that. Do you remember so yes, that? I do. Oh, man, were you guys giving him grief for the celebration he put up after uh, coming up with that interception, or were you celebrating with him?
10: Oh, yeah, we were just celebrating with him, just so happy to be there. So Yeah, yeah that was pretty awesome. Hey, you
1: actually lead the team in pass breakups from the D-line position this year. You've got four – pass breakups defensively is there a a part of the game that's slowing down where you're just able to see the ball or is it just instinct and 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 getting your hands up when you see the quarterback cock his arms and and you've just kind of you know been able to be in the right place at the right time a handful of times honestly
10: I give all that all that credit to the um my outside guys the rushers man they've been bringing that heat all year and um Quarterback steps up, it kind of makes him, makes my job a little easier, you know what I mean. Where I, all I have to do is just get a hand up, so I I credit that to them, you know what I mean, making that job way easier because it's a checkdown, so. I know for a fact I'm not that tall, but a little, little <laughs> hand in the air will do something. So yeah,
1: Coach. What do you see on those plays? Because it's not like just one or two. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of times that in the middle of the line he's been able to disrupt the yeah. passing game.
5: I think he just continues to get a good push up in the pocket. You know, he's talking about the quarterback having to step up, but you got to close that gap too. And he's just a guy that's constantly uh, knifing through gaps. And you know, if he's getting a whole man, he's just driving him backwards because he's so strong and. Um, You know, I I think there is some – I think there is a knack to the timing of getting your hand up and anticipating. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's downplaying that a little bit, you know. (laughs) Um, But I think there is something to that where you're anticipating where the eyes are of the quarterback, how you're going to get to that spot, the timing of the throw and, you know, putting your hand up. Because it's – it all happens so fast.
1: Yeah, yeah, in a split second, blink of an eye. Hey, this is the Husky Football Coaches Show. Want to let you know Husky men's and women's basketball remain home for another doubleheader. That's coming up on Friday night. The women take the floor against UC Davis at 5 p.m. The men will close out the night against North Florida at 8 p.m. Visit GoHuskies.com slash tickets to reserve your seats today. More with Tuli Latuli Nasanoa when we continue live from the Graduate Hotel on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
7: Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus, a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, 10 big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly.
8: It's time to bring the big game to your backyard. With battery power made by Steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real Steel. Find yours. All prices SNW
4: This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
3: For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, You will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care.
2: Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf RootZone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965.
1: back to the Husky Football Coaches Show, live from the Graduate Seattle. We're on the 16th floor of it up in the Mountaineering Club. And hey, want to let you know, following Saturday's matchup with the Ducks, the Huskies will make their return to Montlake for the final home game of the season. That'll be Saturday, November 19th. It'll be Senior Day at Husky Stadium. Visit GoHuskies.com slash tickets to secure your seat for a 6 p.m. kickoff against Colorado on Senior Day. That's Saturday. November 19th. Joined now by Tuli Latuli Nasanoa and head coach Kalen DeBoer. And Thule, I wanted to ask a little bit about Coach Brechterfield, a, a new coach for you here on the uh, defensive line, leading the room that you're a part of this year. Uh, what's it been like to, to get to know Coach Noakes a little bit, and, and what kind of leadership style has he brought to the defensive lineman
10: this year? Um, he's a great coach. Uh, kind of similar to me. Uh, really doesn't You know, he doesn't really talk a lot unless you really go up to him and really speak to him. But uh, man, he has a lot. He's full of knowledge, man. He has a lot of knowledge. He's been a he's been around this game for a long time, and you know, every time I get a chance, I just love to just pick his brain and. Just because he's been around so many great uh, other football players as well, so it's always gr- always good to hear like little stories he has. So yeah. he's,
1: he seems like at times he could be a man of few words, but it also seems like you're a pretty close-knit group, the defensive line group. Tell me what, about the brotherhood that that
10: you're a part of with this group this year. Well, it's crazy because I'm like the old guy now. <laughs> you um,
1: are. You're yeah, the you're the I'm veteran.
10: All, exactly. I'm the old guy in the room. Still feel pretty young, but. Uh, Just trying to make sure that uh, I lead those guys right, you know what I mean? I I don't want to show them, like, things that that doesn't, like, align with our culture and everything like that. I always want to make sure that I'm leading them in the right way. So, yeah. I
1: know Fatui Tui-Tele is one of the guys that's been around for, you know, close to as long as you have. He came in here in 2019. And, you know, he's been on a journey with some of the injuries he's been through and everything else. Uh, What is it about 99 that, that...
10: kind of stands out to you and and just what he brings to that room it's probably one of the smartest guys on the team Mm -hmm. honestly uh the smartest guy in the d-line room by far uh definitely when i need uh help on uh for plays and stuff like that when i'm not i don't i'm not too sure what i'm supposed to do i always it's pretty easy to look to my left or my right and uh this guy knows everything so yeah he's been he's been great for that and then obviously he's been battling battling through injuries and really just been putting his body on the line for for this team so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah how about
1: 90 voy to i mean this is a young pup who's played a lot of football already and man he's made his presence felt he's already come up with i think six or seven sacks in his husky career and, and it feels like he just showed up
10: yeah he's a very explosive guy um one of the uh Better pass rushes in the D line room for sure. Um, not only that, he can play the run very well. He's just getting better in all phases of the game. So definitely uh, happy to see his progress and just, I just know he's going to keep growing. All right, we got to get to a break. When we come back, I want to talk
1: Oregon with you. We got a big game coming up this weekend against the Ducks. Uh, we've got Tuli Latuli Nasanoa here along with Coach Kalen DeBoer. It's a Husky Football Coaches show. Now, this word for Course Light.
9: Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. (laughs) Off Off-duty, offline, out of office. A cracked Coors Light is our do-not-disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9-5, to but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light. Mountain-cold refreshments. Made to chill. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
4: We're back, dogs! and University Bookstore has everything Husky fans need to gear up for the return of football season. Shop the largest selection of officially licensed Husky gear from top brands like Adidas, Champion, Tommy Bahama, and even more exclusive gear only available at University Bookstore and ubookstore.com. University Bookstore is 100% Husky, 100% official, and 100% you. Stop by our store or visit ubookstore.com for the best selection of official Husky gear today. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
8: It's time to bring the big game to your backyard with battery power made by Steel. RAK homeowner system battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over ten thousand local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real Steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP.
6: Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists. A proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game.
1: All right, we're wrapping up the Husky Football Coaches Show live from the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the Graduate Hotel Seattle. Coach Kalen DeBoer, defensive lineman Tuli Nasanoa. These guys are going down to Eugene 4 p.m. Saturday to take on the sixth-ranked Ducks. This is a big game, Tuli. Uh, we haven't had a chance to play in Autzen Stadium since you were a freshman all the way back in 2018. And uh, it feels like there's a lot on the line in this game. How, how much are you looking forward to stepping into that atmosphere and, and playing this robbery game this weekend?
10: Um, definitely looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this uh, this game a lot, honestly. Um, just the opportunity we have, you know what I mean, just to keep our season heading in the right direction. And uh, this is just another uh, opportunity we have to showcase what we've been what we've been doing, basically. So yeah. He's got a smile on his face, Coach. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I, I think this guy's ready to go. How about you?
5: Uh, he, he's ready now. I can't wait to see what happens on Saturday. <laughs> That's right.
1: No doubt about so it. we got um, a couple more
5: days to prep.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. We've still got uh, three days to go before kickoff. I, I know we were talking about the brotherhood uh, earlier, and, and one of those brothers, Taki Taimani, is is now an Oregon Duck. I, I know you guys were pretty close when he was here and, and, and now he's transferred down there. I'm sure you'll give him a, a a hug or a five after the game, but but what's it like to know that, that he's now you know, on that other sideline?
10: Um, at first, it was, it's kind of crazy looking back at it, or looking at it right now, honestly. Uh-huh. But uh, when he made that decision, I just knew it was just the best uh, thing for him. So all I wanted to do was just support that decision. And then I wish nothing but the best for him. But right now just focus on the uh, on our team right now so, yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's it's so interesting uh, the way it works in college football these days you're, you're going up against an Oregon team offensively that's pretty good I mean you've seen the tape you, you've watched these guys this year
10: what stands out to you about the offense that you're going up against this week I mean they're pretty much good everywhere starting with their quarterback down to their um, their O-linemen to the, the skill positions they're pretty stacked everywhere so just going to be a great a great matchup, honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, they've only allowed one sack all season long. That's a number that leads all of college football. When you hear something like
10: that, what's your reaction? Every week for us um the same nation, stop the run and get after the quarterback. So mm-hmm. um, really just approaching this with the same mentality that we have been every game. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Coach, you're saying uh, this guy's got the right mindset, right? I mean, just even listening to the way he answers the questions, like he's very much focused on the task at hand. It's easy to look at all the window dressing around this game and, and get really mesmerized by it, but but this is a pretty
5: focused dude. It's, yeah, you quickly understand uh, why he's been so successful. You know, um, he he hears the teachings, he hears the coachings, coaching, coaching. Uh, you know, he's processing it. He knows what he's seeing. He's a student of the game. Um, and then uh, everything that's jumping out at me is how, you know, like the team first piece, and that's yeah. truly who he is. You know, like that isn't just something he's saying right now. He he is that every single day, you know, in our football program, in season, out of season. Um, man, he's just a guy that uh, loves his teammates and, um, does a lot to sacrifice to to help our team be great. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Tully, do you remember when Coach DeBoer came in and, and made his introduction? And what what's your first memory of, of getting to
10: know Coach DeBoer? I mean, at first it was, I mean, it was pretty little awkward, honestly. <laughs> but uh, man, this guy's man probably one of the best coaches, honestly, to be around. You know what I mean? Players, coach, by far one of the you know one of the best. So. He made it. He made all of us feel uh, feel at home, pretty easy. You know what I mean. He's pretty well going. So yeah, Coach Ward's a great guy. So pretty well, easy. appreciate it's, you, man. It's a
1: it's a really fun year. Seven and two Huskies going down on the road to take on the Oregon Ducks. It's going to be a fun one. 4 p.m. Autzen Stadium on Saturday. Can't wait. Tule Latuli Nasanoa and Kalen DeBoer will be leading the charge down there. Our pregame coverage will start at 2 p.m. statewide on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Until next time, go Dogs.
4: This has been the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. The Husky Football Coaches Show was brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Washington Sports Network.
10: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail.